Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. From ever-increasingly warm Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode... Angry Christians. Ang- oh, yeah. Or, or or is it just... Uh, Christians. Untrustworthy atheists. Oh, it could be that. Maybe they're right. Maybe the Christians are right about us. I don't know, Dan. <laughs> well, we'll discuss that. <laughs> That's what we're doing on we'll, the second half. We'll get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> At some point. We'll sort it all out. Yeah. Don't don't you guys worry. We, we, we know what we're doing here. Why do you worry so much, everybody? Yeah. Well, Gan, Dan. Gan? Gan. Sure. Uh, guess what today is? Um, What is it? It's uh, my new favorite holiday. Oh. What, what holiday is that? Pope Free Day. <laughs> Happy No Pope Day. <laughs> What do you do on No Pope Day? On 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 Popeless Friday, <laughs> Good Friday. It's as good. It were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do the same thing. I do all the days, all the all the days, all the days. Yeah, what's that? No, whatever. I don't know. It's not like I'm celebrating the fact that the Pope. Uh, we don't have a Pope though. That's an interesting. The thing. world feels good. The, the world, world feels like it should. No Pope in the world. Mm, there's a yeah. There's a little. There's a little mm-hmm. more joy in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With no Pope. With Ratzenberger gone to gone to pray. Yeah. Gone to pray in Gandolfo. Gandolfo? Isn't that the name of the town? Gandolfo? Oh, I don't know. I uh, didn't yeah. see that. Anyways, All I know yeah. is that his, he's going to spend most of the rest of his life hiding in the Vatican. Yeah. Well, yeah. Avoiding prosecution. That's the idea of it. <laughs> he has to change the color of his shoes, though. Yeah. He can't wear the red ones anymore. Those red Prada shoes yeah. that he loved so much. He'll get some white Pradas or something. No, no. They're, they're going to be brown from Mexico, is what I heard. Really? Uh-huh. That was That's an actual thing? Yeah. That's what I heard on the BBC or something. <laughs> Why? Everybody's obsessed with his shoes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's a very important deal. Well, Cause it is because it, it's all Pope all the time. It is. It is all Pope, all the time. Well, not on our podcast. Not on our podcast. I mean, it, so far, <laughs> evidence to the contrary. <laughs> well, but uh, but I I plan on talking about non-Pope issues. Mm, good. Well, do you have one for us? Oh, sure. Um, you remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about Scott Lively, the uh, mm-hmm. the evangelical douchebag who who has helped out with anti-gay stuff in uganda and yeah and yeah, he, good guy he's not a fan of the gays no, one, but one, we're a fan of him yes indeed of course <laughs> of course yeah. he's a great guy you want to know what gay he's he's not a fan of now i don't know obama uh, Really? That's right. Obama's gay. Barack Hussein Obama, that queer. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, he's totally gay. Apparently. How so? Uh, uh, and he's he's got a, a love relationship with his former uh, his former chief of staff, former something, Reggie Love. Have you heard of Reggie Love? Oh, his body man. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Body, body man. man. Body yeah. man. Um. I find that unlikely. <laughs> I mean, considering the guns on Michelle, Reggie Love would be a lucky man. Oh yeah. But, well, I mean that that that. But Obama's I, a he's a catch. Yeah, I'll tell you yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's con- this guy is convinced that Obama is gay. Based on what exactly? Uh, here's a uh, a post from um, uh, 
it was in, in an entry on on this lively guy's defend the family website okay uh the the post consists of uh the he- it so it's the headline Obama vacations with Reggie Love not <laughs> Michelle <laughs> and the subhead is more gay grist for the rumor mill <laughs> what and then it has this little report uh <laughs> From from this quote, so-called vacation, where it's like Air Force One wheels down at Andrews at 7.45 p.m. POTUS comes back to have a 10-minute uh, off-the-record talk with talk with pool at end of flight. Mm-hmm. Reggie Love departed Air Force One soon after POTUS, apparently a guest for the weekend. Obvious. Uh, like it's clear cr- evidence, dude. The, these guys were humping. Yeah, there was some presidential love oh making. Well, Scott Lively lives in a really sad world where two men can't be friends. Right? Yeah, like that's a yeah. sad, pathetic, homophobic world. Or, or he goes on weekends with a bunch of his buddies and talks about how the president is gay for doing the same thing with his friend. Or he goes on weekends with his friend and actually they <laughs> screw. Blows him, yeah. 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 It, it's an amazing thing. I I also read a, one this week. I didn't go with it because it's a Pope thing. But, like, people now huge into the rumor mill that uh, the Pope, that former oh. Pope Benedict. <laughs> Clearly. Big old gay. Clearly, that fact, one's that, that one's believable. That one I would be, I would have no trouble believing. That kind of leads into my next thing. If you're done with yours, yeah, let's just launch okay. in. Sure, right. why not? Um, because what I have, I, I found this, and I, I just it, it was one of those links where you're just like, yeah, I'll follow that. Um, it um the the headline is the stupid anti-Catholicism at BuzzFeed. <laughs> I was like, really? It's a really solid headline. Yeah. Um, and this uh, very upset young Catholic, um, he um, he's very upset over the fact that BuzzFeed, um, earlier this month, posted the 25 gayest pictures of the book. <laughs> <laughs> and this was uh, sort of a year after um, one that I de- I remember seeing last year, which was the 12 evilest Pope pictures. Sure. Which was a great series. Like, seriously, like, awesome, right? Um, but the gayest Pope pictures, we're going to have to put a link up on, on, uh, on the, the website because... It's pretty awesome. Like, <laughs> I'm pulling it up now because yeah. you didn't tell uh, me. Yeah. There's, um, you know, he he sort of was a very delicate man, apparently, <laughs> um, with lots of uh, strange gestures. I mean, some of them were just bad photos, right? Yeah, of course. You can catch anybody in a in a position. But, but did you see number twenty one? Where he's like adjusting his little Santa hat with with his very daintily like grabbing his little hat. Um, Does this hat make me look fat? You guys, would you be honest with me about this? Because honestly, I can't. I don't. I'm unclear. I'm unsure about this hat. Yeah. Um. Definitely. Unsure. And then the, and then the one directly below, he looks like he's on the Golden Girls. <laughs> Number twenty. It's a it's 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 like a hat that a southern belle might wear or something. I don't. What is that hat? 
<laughs> it also looks know. like it might be made out of hard candy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Have you gotten down to the five photos of him watching um, shirtless acrobats? No. <laughs> There's five photos of him in a strange kind of awe. <laughs> it's he he he's yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, he's paying very strong attention. And he, he sort of always keeps his <laughs> pinky up in other photos. Like I mean I, I it's just funny. It's a funny it's a funny little series, right? Yeah. Um well this guy is just pissed um pissed off. And what I think is really funny is that he find he thinks that um because there was the twelve evilest pope pictures mm. and which was followed the same day by the twelve sweetest pope pictures. Oh, see. And so, you know, they were obviously trying to balance it out, whatever. No, they weren't. They weren't, dude. <laughs> because when you when you see these photos, um, number two is um it, he's sort of he has a child's face in his hands, uh-huh. right? And the parents are holding the child and he's sort of has and he says and the quote uh, the little uh, caption on it says Ah, these ah little cheeks. I just want to bite them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, why you little rascal? Teehee is one. Um, <laughs> I, I was trying to lean over he, and look at your Gucci goo. Ha! Where did Pope go? He's like covering the <laughs> eyes of a child. <laughs> like obviously not being nice about the Pope. Just right. like, but anyways. Just so, having fun with a public figure. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> That's what it is. That's what BuzzFeed is. For yeah, it's what you do. It's just a collection of things to click through. So and, you look at some ads. And like, frankly... That's all it is. If you, <laughs> and if you saw some of these gay pictures of the Pope, yeah. <laughs> they're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like... Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 25 gayest Pope pictures that's not saying 25 pictures that proves the pope's gay no of course not i would say that this michael o'laughlin could get upset about that yeah it's just the 25 gayest pictures of the pope right Has has he seen the red prada shoes come on you can't get away with that oh the pope's a dandy (laughs) there There is no doubt about it he is a dandy that's exactly what he is yeah that's he he loves his he loves his duds he's pope dandy the (laughs) seventh (laughs) <laughs> i love it oh that's good stuff do, do, do you want to know who's not who's decidedly not a dandy who uh and if you saw it here i'll show you a picture of him okay this is guru asaram bapu yeah in uh in delhi uh that information right there would tell me not a dandy. No, nothing, I, nothing, I, nothing I about him read, reads, uh, you know, effeminate or, or yeah. Oh anyway. no, no. Anyway. Very, very butch religious leader. <laughs> yes, <laughs> big old beard and all. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he's yes, he's he's from India. Now, do you remember a, a few months back? Um, there was a big, horrible gang rape. Of a twenty-three-year-old oh. student on a yeah. bus. Yeah, I do remember that. And uh, and and finally, there was outrage about it in yeah. that country because yeah. up until now, there that stuff happens fairly regularly, and uh, most of the country in India has been a lot of uh, turning the other, turning turning away, and right. and not acknowledging. And right. Yeah. Women. Sad. Uh, women are not seen as you know. Right. 
yeah. Anyway, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to generalize too much. But this kind of thing has been running rampant, and now finally there's some outrage, Good. which is great. Yes. Um, Azram Bapu uh, is is outraged about other things. Oh. Well, he, so he said uh, to his people that this woman uh, wouldn't oh, no. that this wouldn't have happened. If uh, if she, if she had just recited the the uh, uh, the Swarov the Sarwa oh my gosh Saraswati mantra oh. if she had just chanted that mantra uh-huh. uh, which is a a Hindu mantra recited oh. for higher knowledge and wisdom okay then she wouldn't have gotten onto that bus oh. <laughs> wait so if she had that been was mistake chanting. that was mistake number one. So she, she should have been doing something else. She should have mantraed more. Well, Mis- but she could have been sewing more. She could have been reading more. She could have been doing anything no, more, according have, to this logic. No, but she would have had the wisdom to know not to get on the bus. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, he's saying if she had chanted this mantra enough in her life, she would have had the. She would have looked at that bus and gone, mm, this one feels a little rapey. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait for the next bus. I think, I, I think we're going to... Don't don't give me the the shake of the head. <laughs> this is not my this is not my reasoning. This is Bapu. Yeah, you're spreading it, Dan. Though. So this, so that was his that was his claim that was her first mistake. But oh, she made another mul- mistake. Multiple mistakes. Apparently, she got okay. on the bus, and then when the men started to attack her, she quote she should have she should have taken God's name and held their hands and feet. Then the misconduct wouldn't have happened. He said, adding, mistake is never from one side alone. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm letting this settle in. (laughs) It takes a second. Wow. Apparently, if she had just said, hey, you're my brother, you know, we're we're in the same religion. And uh, then then they all would have gone, oh, yeah, I remember. That's true. I shouldn't rape you. <laughs> you're, I should rape somebody of the other religion. You're grabbing my hands and feet and saying the word God. That's true. I, you know what? She is right, guys. Guys, can we let? Will you listen to her? Because she's making sense here. Yeah. <laughs> hands and feet. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And, hands appara- and feet. apparently, I don't, I don't. I don't get that. So. Um, so yeah. And this, anytime this, you think that like, like the Eastern religions so-called eastern religions the non-dogmatic religions or the less dogmatic religions have a have a uh are are, are somehow more enlightened <laughs> than it's due to your lack of familiarity yeah. with them more than anything yeah i mean they're still people i think what yeah. we're learning here is that peoples is peoples people yeah i think that's a yeah and they're gonna say bullshit crazy dick shit all the time no matter what their what their bent is yeah and well, this, there will this guy be is those. clearly bent. Yeah, I just, I just, you know, you read that and you, you think of a Hindu guru, and you, what you don't think of is like blame the victim mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Huh. So there right. you go. Right. Go, go. Everybody, go practice yoga now. Yeah. Well, you might avoid rape <laughs> if you do the. If, if you, you do, do the yoga, if you open up enough chakras. Mm-hmm. Then you'll have the wisdom to know which buses are safe 
and which buses are rapey. Or parking structures. Or whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You'll know. Yeah. yeah. You'll know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, 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 it provides you with the wisdom that you need. Good. Good. Hey. And you'll be so flexible. Useful. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be... <laughs> You'll be able to bend your way out of yeah, exactly. danger. As they're trying to rape you, you'll be like, ha-ha, downward-facing dog, and escape. I don't think it works that way. <laughs> I don't think it works that way either. It's no. not an anti-rape martial art. <laughs> if you go into crow, they won't know what's happening. <laughs> they'll be so confused, they'll leave. <laughs> what is she doing? She's balancing. Everyone, <laughs> run away. Oh, Dan. There you go. Mm. Oh, oh Bapu. Say, oh, Bapu. Oh, Bapu. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So do you... I know that our Salt Lake listeners in particular, and our out-of-Salt Lake listeners who are over the age of 60, mm. probably, will know who Ramadani is. Rome, <laughs> I thought you were saying Ramadan for a second. No, Ramadani. Roma Downey. Because do you remember a TV show called Touched by an Angel? Oh, do I ever. Well. I'm the only actor in Salt Lake who wasn't on that show. <laughs> yeah, because it was filmed here. It was shot here yeah. in Salt Lake City. And I did have a couple of auditions. Yeah. At one of which I actually dropped an F-bomb accidentally. And I think that oh, kind of screwed me over for the yeah, rest of the yeah. show. I bet. They were, they were, they were goodies. Goody they were, goodies. I was auditioning for the role of a skinhead. And I'm like getting all mad, and you know, I go off script a little bit. And yeah, you, you said, oh, I no. said an F word. Oh, no. They were like, Ooh, no. <laughs> they're like, mm, maybe that's not the best idea for family TV. And I was like, yeah, but yeah, it's a skinhead. It's also pre recorded and not yeah. live. You can edit it. Did yeah. you know? Yeah. Dan, uh, um, Jack, my friend Jack, uh, who worked on, on crew, he crewed a couple times on it. He wasn't untouched, like, on permanent crew but he would he was kind of back up um he called it touched by a paycheck (laughs) i'm sure a lot of people on on it called it touched by a paycheck yeah i don't know that there were that many people who believed in the message yeah strongly of the show but anyways um um roma downey of touched by an angel fame um and sort of she's the irish one yeah yeah we we were having that discussion earlier. Uh, we were confused about which one was which. She's not the big black one. No, no, that's, that's Stella, Stella Reese. Reese. Yeah, as we found out. Um, anyways, she has been. Uh, her latest project is a five part, ten hour dramatization of the Bible. Ooh, that premieres this Sunday. Oh, on History Channel. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I heard about this. I didn't know Roma was in it, though. Yeah. She plays Mary. Of course she does. She, she has a cameo <laughs> as Mary. Um, but she's a producer, I believe, uh, is the deal. Yeah. And, uh, and anyways, so, you know, because she was famous <laughs> and lived in Salt Lake during the Olympics. What do you mean, was? It, okay. I mean, while she lived here. Oh, okay. She was sort of one of the biggest celebrities who lived here. Right. Right. And um, the Olympics were going on, and she, you know, was given the honor of carrying the torch at some point, mm-hmm. right, during the, the, the final parts of the relay. Um, and um, <laughs> this, is, this is her saying this. In my prayer and meditation, I imagine somehow running into a stadium carrying this. The light is not the Olympic torch. The light is the series. 
And as I come into the stadium, instead of people standing and cheering, I feel like everybody's running down and grabbing a bit of that light and running with me. The series meaning the, <laughs> the Bible? Bible series. <laughs> instead, instead of people standing and cheering, I imagine everybody just sort of looking at it and then changing the channel. <laughs> Who's in it? Is, are there any good actors in no, it? No, they're all foreign. They, oh. they used all foreigners. Um, and we've got uh, perfectly good brown people here. Are they brown? Oh, of course, she's white. She's like the palest human being on the planet. Plays Mary. Yeah, but they they that did find sense. a um, a man uh, a, a Portuguese man to play Jesus. Oh, um, so they 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 did try to go at least Mediterranean ish, even yeah. though Portugal's not on the Mediterranean, but it's close enough. It's close enough. But yeah. I, I, he I, is he swarthy? Uh, let me pull up a picture of Jesus. I really didn't. I didn't go through the pictures. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, he looks like he should be in a boy band. <laughs> really? Well, maybe not quite boy band, but he's very handsome. He's oh, oh he, he oh. is. He's a. He's a, a, I mean, you know, long hair. He's, oh, I yeah. mean, he's, he's, but he is a, he's quite a cutie. Oh yeah. That In guy. fact, wow, yeah, he's. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it just for the Jesus. Um, but anyways, she has um some fantastic quotes in this thing. Yeah. Uh, we didn't want to make. We didn't want this to look like some old donkeys and sandals movie that was made 50 years ago. We want it to feel like it is of this age, for this generation, but still at its heart be loving, be a loving <laughs> heart of faith. Um, my kids, oh, she, so she talks about showing her kids the Ten Commandments, and they're teenagers right now. And she says, my kids thought I'd lost my mind, she said. <laughs> the special effects elements just don't don't hold up if you're a young person the bar is set very high for cgi so we knew if we were going to bring miracles to the screen we were going to need some incredible special effects <laughs> so they hired the team that won a visual effects oscar for gladiator and she says it looks like we spent a hundred million the actual budget was about 22 million um but then she says wow. her kid's reaction to the whole thing it, um, when I left for Morocco, which must be where they shot it, the kid said, please don't make it lame. <laughs> and I'm happy Too to report. late. And I'm happy to report that as I've shown it to them, they're like, phew, this is so not lame. We can watch this with our friends. <laughs> oh, phew. <laughs> Woo! I was nervous. Oh. You know, it is good to hear that her kids approve of this. Yeah. I, I think we have to watch it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's for their generation, though. So it might be a little... The MTV editing might be a little too rapid pace. Smash cut to yeah. Peter on the... Yeah. <laughs> walking on the... Yeah. It might By be... the way, the guy that plays Peter is, ironically, his first name is Darwin. The actor. No way. <laughs> yes. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my God. By the Also, uh, it lists uh, Roma's character... On IMDb as Mother Mary. Oh, okay. I guess as opposed to Mary Magdalene. Oh, that's important that people don't be confused. <laughs> because I'm sure Roma Downey was actually very concerned about that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm Mary. And the thing is, she can she do an accent other than the Irish? She's going to be Irish, isn't she? <laughs> well, which will be fitting. <laughs> sure.
<laughs> I think Irish. Irish works. Irish works. Irish Mary. It'll be great. Yeah. Uh, she'll probably just be... They'll probably all speak with a British accent, except Jesus, who will be vaguely Portuguese for no yeah. reason. Yeah. I actually... This sounds like it mm. could be an amazing train wreck. I'm kind of looking forward to it. Well, I watched the trailer. Yeah? How was it? They, it looks like a mil- $100 million. It looks like they spent a lot of money on it. Does it really? Or are you give, are you being... I'm actually, to be honest, the production values are pretty good. Okay. Um, for TV, right? I mean, this is not theatrical release. It's not going to look that way. And they didn't spend the money for it to look fantastic right they they didn't get more than they paid for not really (laughs) like they didn't no she's being she's complimenting the guys that worked on it and that pulled off a few miracles (laughs) for how much they were paying them right but um yeah okay i I, I doubt that it's that it's the rest of it looks any better than what i saw um but boy they have like there's a whole noah sequence yeah which should be good yeah sure um i i i'm excited to see how they pretend like that many animals can be on one boat oh it's huge the the bible tells you how big the boat was yeah but they 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 i mean and it was big it was it was enormous but still not big enough for an entire menagerie i think they might have taken some liberties (gasps) This thing is like, how dare they? It's like an aircraft carrier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's huge. That's how big it would probably need to be. I, somebody, it'd have to be bigger. It'd have to be bigger than that. I'm sorry. Somebody, be... I wanted somebody to do the math. How big would it, would it have to be to have all of, two of every animal yeah. on it? Yeah. Including, and like, remember, we're not allowing. There's no, there's, there's no evolution here. No. So it's not like new species have popped up since then. Except, well, every animal that is currently on the planet had to have been saved by that boat. Not ligers. <laughs> well, ligers, ligers are are not ligers, Dan. particularly magical. So you're right. <laughs> you're right. No ligers. Yeah. But um. that's because that's because. We, we made we 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 have created created. <laughs> <laughs> now I will create another being. We've blasphemed with our called creation. a giraffalent, which oh. giraffe which oh. mated with an elephant. That's it's got a long weird. neck and an even longer nose. It goes back down to where the neck starts. <laughs> Don't just stare at me. <laughs> They can't hear your stupid stare, Frank. The stare was not stupid. <laughs> what you said. You're saying. Don't. <gasps> do, how dare you <laughs> question the giraffalant. Giraffalant. I don't know how to say it. I'll come up with the phrasing later, but it's going to be awesome. A lefferent? And, and no. A gir- giraffalant is what I'm going to call it. Gir- oh, okay. You call it that, Dan. I will. You go. You go. Laugh. <laughs> It'll be great. I can't wait to see what it looks like. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah. so I've got a thing from uh, New York City uh, mm. is suing. The city itself mm-hmm. is filing lawsuit against uh, a series of ultra-Orthodox Jewish businesses. Okay. Uh, the suit... And I'm of I'm of a few minds on this one. I'm curious to see where you fall on this. Okay. Basically, so these these ultra orthodox uh, 
like businesses, these these small stores, etc., uh-huh. are putting up signs in in and they're in their their Brooklyn like ultra orthodox neighborhood. Okay, and they've got signs in the businesses that say. No shirts, no barefoot, no sleeveless, no low-cut neckline allowed in this store. Okay. New York says, no. You can't have those signs. That is that is uh, discrimination. Okay. It's, and and they, they claim that it's very specific to women. And uh, mm. even, mm. Though, even though it's not, it, it's not overtly specific to women, I don't think anybody minds if a man has a low-cut neckline. I don't know. Like one of those like deep V neck. Sure. Things. Sure. What about the, the hipster orthodox? <laughs> Ortho hipsters. Anyway. Uh with the deep V. I think yeah. I A- anyway. I think they kinda already are. <laughs> orthodox is <laughs> I was orthodox before it was cool. <laughs> I go to this great orthodox deli. You've probably never heard of it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So the so so the so New York is saying no, you can't do that, mm-hmm. and they're just saying you know we we just reserve the right to what they call modesty, to 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 only serve people who are modestly dressed. Hmm. I, what I, are the, what are the businesses? I have no idea. It's like stores. It's like groceries or whatever. I don't know. I get the sense that that's all it is. Maybe a clothing store or something where you can go and buy broad-brimmed hats. <laughs> okay. And and uh, earlock wax or something. Oh, Jesus. Um, I don't know how I feel. Yeah. Because, like... Um, I mean, I mean it, they're opening their doors for business, and I think that that's sort of... There, there's a there's a basic understanding of like when you when you've done that when you've opened your doors to the public you yeah sure it is private property but i i just feel like there's sort of this understanding that 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 while you're open for business as long as i've got shirt and shoes on which is more well, let, health code than anything else. Well, let, let, it's more a health department that let would me be add, saying that let, that's important. Let me give you their argument and see how how this flies with you. They they say or you shoes know would, I guess I guess shirt doesn't really matter, does it? I uh, mean, there's I a history know. of no shirt, no shoes, no service. Well, I don't know, but here's here's their argument. Here's okay. their thinking. Okay, they say they say there are plenty of Manhattan restaurants and bars mm. with much stronger dress codes than they've got. That's true. That's true. Okay, so, I'm on their side then. Yeah. That's, ab- that's absolutely the right point. Yeah. To be honest. If you can be elitist with your with your standard, mm-hmm. then you can definitely also just have any standard. Right. For I don't matter. see why not. I don't say I mean honestly, they're just cutting themselves out of a little bit of business. Yeah. It's not like they're, they're true, it's not yeah. like they're selling something that you can't get anywhere else. Well, but even if they were they get I, in you some get, ways you get they to get decide to choose how, who they're going to do business yeah, with. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I don't see a problem. Most with places that. will have a sign that says we reserve the right to refuse business or right. reserve yeah. sort of service to. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see. I, I personally don't have an issue with it. I don't see what New York's getting all huffy about, except that, and they're pointing out that they're only doing. They're only coming down on the religious people. They're not coming down on all of these, you know, fancy restaurants and bars and stuff. Yeah, the city better back off. 
actually. Yeah, I think that's wrong. They might create a precedent that actually I want someone makes... to start a store that says you can't come in if you are wearing pants. I think no pants, no skirts. Only you must come in pajamas. In shorts. In underwear. Shorts. Or shorts. Pantaloons. Pant- sure. <laughs> Bloomers, you're all right. <laughs> it was funny because I had the same response as you. My first initial response was, yeah, screw you. You can't tell me what neckline. And then right. my second response was, oh, yeah, you can tell me whatever you want. It's your damn business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's their loss. As yeah. long as it's clearly posted on the door in a way that's like that people can be like, oh, well, not you don't get my business today. Right. Flip them the bird. But Mosey on, on New York. Right. They're, they're, you have to be able to accept everybody. Unless they're not wearing the right kind of sports jacket when they go into the restaurant. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or a tie. Or they yeah. just don't look hip enough. Right. I think that's what the Orthodox people should do. They just say, we reserve the right not to serve you. They just should have a bouncer outside and some and some <laughs> uh, some velvet rope. Yeah. Then yeah. they don't have to have any sign. They've just got a guy who will let you in or not at his discretion. Yeah. And screw you. Or a, a, a bitchy hostess. Right, exactly. <laughs> who, like, who, who judges you upon who, entering. And who won't even tell you that you're not going to get sat. They'll just let you sit in the waiting room ad, ad infinitum, <laughs> not seating you. That's what they'll do. <laughs> not getting you your wide-brimmed hat. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay, you can just sit over there. Thank you. I'll, I'll, someone will be right out with your hat. <laughs> I've been sitting here for so long. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's still going to be a little while. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You just gave that guy his hat immediately. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, I do want to do... I want to I do another Mahoney update. Cardinal Mahoney? Cardinal Roger... Baloney. Oh, you went and changed it. (laughs) Oh, I got you, Baloney. Take that. He, he's, he he blogs. And blogging (laughs) can let you really see into somebody's soul, apparently. (laughs) Uh, These are, uh, let me, let me get them in in the right order. Um, Because I, um, yeah okay um so this one is the the headline on it is um carrying a scandal biblically and um uh, so apparently there was this father ronald rollheiser uh from canada who uh wrote a little little booklet or whatever called on carrying a scandal biblically which is meant uh, to be a guide for um, m- members of the clergy, I suppose, or mm. anybody who wishes to respond, perhaps as Christ would respond mm. to a scandal. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so, so what we're saying is, if Christ had aided and abetted child molesters, this is how he. This would, is how he would handle the ensuing firestorm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, and he says in his, in his post, um, that, that, you know, you'll probably never really find, um, the, this, this approach, the Rollheiser approach even mentioned, 
um, in in any of the media because it is not about condemning others, mm. um, but it's about how disciples of Jesus are called to carry and live out a terrible scandal day by day. <laughs> uh, he calls our suffering what it really is, painful and public humiliation, which is spiritually a grace opportunity. Oh, I have tried to live out poorly and inadequately far too often his two implications of humiliation one the acceptance of being scapegoated mm. pointing out the necessary connection between humiliation and redemption <laughs> two this scandal is putting us the clergy and the church where we belong with the excluded ones <laughs> jesus <laughs> Jesus was painted with the same brush as the two thieves crucified with him. Okay. okay. Can I just say something here? First of all, uh, his, his, his premise number one about the scapegoating. Mm-hmm. You can't call it scapegoating if the goat you're pinning it on is the goat that done it. <laughs> exactly. That's not scapegoating. That they're saying, they're, that's, they're not... that's accusation and proving nobody's <laughs> saying that he was the child molester no or that he's the only one who needs to go down <laughs> no. for the child molestation that occurred and apparently wasn't strongly enough discouraged right exactly under his administration wasn't back dis- in the 80s right was 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 wrist slapped and then sent on its way to do more yes it's- released back into the wild yeah you are not a scapegoat. You are a criminal. Yes. That's a difference. Exactly. Let you me just point. aided and abetted <laughs> a child molester. Oh, my gosh. In fact, not just a child molester, a list of them. This this guy. He even, yeah. he even helped or at least t- turned a blind eye to, uh, to, to, to one of his priests who escaped to Mexico. Right. Rather than turn him in. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? Let him get the arrested. guy's still at large. Yeah, the guy still hasn't has not been caught. Anyway, this Mahoney guy, I envision him like an intellectual slash spiritual bullfighter, <laughs> where literally, like the his own guilt mm-hmm. is trying to run at him <laughs> and, and trying like... to catch him and get him to see it for what it is, yeah. and he keeps going, "Ole, <laughs> you've missed me again." <laughs> Toro, Toro, ole! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's something else. Yeah. Um, so he says, Jesus modeled this for us. He took in hatred, held it, transformed it, and gave back love. He took in bitterness, held it, transformed it, and gave back graciousness. He mm. took in curses, held them, transformed them, and gave back blessings. He took in betrayal, held it, transformed it, and gave back forgiveness. Did, did, that is what it means to ponder biblically is it was was there ever a moment when jesus took in correct accusations held them <laughs> pondered them and gave back this kind of bullshit because that's what the, that's what's happening here yeah i know so oh my he gosh blog, he, five days later <clears throat> first of all this last week he's just been blogging like mad <laughs> because he's in he's in rome oh yeah yes everybody the calls for him not to go and participate in the conclave have failed he will be a part of because, the process of choosing the next pope because this man because because people called on him 
not to go. Yeah. He held it. He pondered it. And he spit back a big, fuck you, I'm going. (laughs) So on February 25th, he uh, posted a tough Linton challenge. Um, (laughs) Which which sounds like a reality show on NBC. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. Um, So he says, I can't recall... A time such as now when people tend to be so judgmental and even self-righteous, so quick to accuse, judge, and condemn, and often when scant real facts, oh, and often with scant real facts and information. Because of news broadcasts, because news broadcasts now 24-7, there is little or no fact-checking, no in-depth analysis, no context or history given. Rather, everything gets reported as, quote-unquote, news, regardless of the basis for the item being reported and passed on by countless other news outlets. We have ended up with a climate in which it is the norm to pass, to instantly pass judgment on one another, taking it in and repeating gossip, sharing someone else's judgment as the truth, no regard for other people who may be harmed. Mm. Whatever happened, whatever happened to the norm of giving others the benefit of the doubt until mm. hard evidence proves otherwise Right, because all of the all of the stuff against him is only soft evidence in the form of big reports about what he did. Yeah, like internal papers, <laughs> right? Type reports. Yeah. yeah, memos to which he was a party. My prayer list, my daily prayer list, includes both loved ones, friend, and friends, as well as those who who dislike or even hate me. But another prayer group includes individuals who cannot forgive me for my past hurts or offenses. Those in the media who constantly malign me and my motives. Attorneys who never focus on context or history in their legal matters. Groups which picket me or otherwise object to me. And all those who despise me or even hate me. This man is having a rough time. Oh, can I just say that if these ramblings... (laughs) <laughs> weren't from a cardinal <laughs> we'd be thinking kaczynski we'd be thinking this is unibom- unibomber type shit yeah this yeah. is this is this is jim jones n- yeah. nonsense yeah. happening here yeah instead it's a man who will help choose the next pope <laughs> well fuck it i don't care about that i mean but, honestly but it's the it's not like that, he's like, gonna choose mole- uh, some molester as the pope because he's... no no but but somebody so morally depraved yeah so somebody who has no sense of himself or or the harm that he has enacted in the world right and is not willing to actually truly own the consequences of that yeah that's a valid point that is who they're allowing to participate in choosing the next head of their church yeah oh what are you gonna do that's all. That's my own. You know I, what? You know, and it doesn't affect me. I'm not Catholic. I'm not a believer. Whatever. But it just, it just sticks in your craw. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'm not going to be Catholic just because of this. I've just Good. decided. I refuse. Good. You can't make me. I've been trying to read a book about Catholicism, and I fall asleep every <laughs> single time. It is the most boring fucking thing I've ever tried to do. It's worse than the Bible. Oh. Uh, well, there you go. You you picked the wrong book. You need a, a more exciting Catholicism book. I know. I did pick the wrong one. I need I should I was trying to go a route of, that was responsible and try to get something that was like well written and everything. So that I could really get a good good 
perspective on sure. Catholicism. Sure. And I should have just got like the idiot's guide to Catholicism. <laughs> right, yeah. You know. But whatever. Yeah. <sighs> so anyway. Yeah. Well, should, hey, so uh if you want if you guys out there want to interact with us, that's a doable thing. Yeah, you can uh follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Although I just learned Here's what I just learned. I'm going to mm. post a thing. I just learned that when we post a thing, yeah. it, Facebook has now set it up that pages, when they post something, don't nec- that post doesn't appear in everybody's feed. They've they've cut it out. They they want us to pay to promote our posts to all of you. So people who've chosen to like it. Yeah. So those of you who have already liked us, you may not be getting everything that yeah. we that we're putting out. But if there. you go to the page, if, if you, you actually go, go to, to Facebook.com/tgiatheists, you can find what's going on. Those, yeah, those, those greedy bastards. Greedy bastards. Yeah. Anyways, but we still have fun there. So go ahead and yeah. and like it, and you'll find out more about us and all yeah. the stuff. And then also you can email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442 and speaking of voicemail why yeah, don't, we why have don't, a voicemail why don't we just play one uh, that'll launch us into what we're going to do absolutely hey Dan hey Frank uh, I, my name's Carla I just wanted to call and let you know how much I love you guys but I was at the gym just now and I nearly fell off the treadmill when I saw our dear friend Pat Robertson and the headline, The Devil Wears Goodwill, he was talking about how the devil can get to people through the clothes at Goodwill. I had to call you guys right away and find out what you think about this. Thanks so much for everything you guys do. I appreciate it. You bring me such happiness every day. Take care. See you later. Well, thanks, Carla. Thank you, Carla. And let's just go right. This to came the to clip. us from like twelve different sources, <laughs> so I think we better play it. Yeah, here we go. Pat, this is Carrie, who says I buy a lot of clothes and other items at Goodwill and other secondhand shops. Recently, my mom told me that I need to pray over the items, bind familiar spirits, and bless the items before I bring them into the house. Is my mother correct? Can demons attach themselves to material items? I heard a story in, in um, I believe, uh, the Philippines, a person who went to Thailand. There was a, uh, a witch who had prayed over a particular ring and asked for a spirit to come into it. Well, this Philippine girl was so attached to this ring, she had to buy it. She bought it, and all hell broke loose until she finally recognized what it was. So. Can demonic spirits attach themselves to, to inanimate objects? The answer is yes. But I don't think every sweater you get from Goodwill has demons in it. <laughs> but, but in a sense, uh, your mother's just being super cautious. So, hey, uh, it, it, it didn't hurt you anything to, to rebuke any spirits that happen to have attached themselves to those uh, clothes. This is why we are so lucky in Utah to have Deseret Industries instead of Goodwill. Because the Mormon church takes care of it before it is even like they they have their own, they have actually it's part of the acceptance part. They don't even let the stuff into the building before they have a priesthood holder come out, raise his right arm to the square and rebuke and bind. That is quite simply not true. 
(laughs) (laughs) What is true is that Utah does not have goodwill at all. We we now have a goodwill. Oh, do we? We have a goodwill. What what, what we have is... And we have a Salvation Army. By far the dominant... Maybe uh, two thrift armies. store, though, by far the dominant thrift store here mm-hmm. is called Deseret Industries. It's run by the LDS Church, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 yeah, staffed largely by not volunteers. I guess they no, pay no, them. no. Actually, underpaid. They actually have a really cool program. The they, program is to they're it's it's a job skills program, right? They're they're they take people who who need lots of training, right? Who who I mean. My my impression is they take, um, uh, they'll hire like recent immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll hire the mentally handicapped. The mentally handicapped. Sure. They'll hire, which I'm sure immigrants love being grouped in with <laughs> mentally handicapped. But but nonetheless, Look, they got a program. They're throwing everybody in. Yeah. Anybody who needs some job job training and a job and a job at the yeah. same time. Yeah, it's it's not bad. Yeah, it's not it's 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 not bad. It's kind of a smelly place to work. Well, yeah, so. yeah. It it smells it's, it smells like thrift store. It's they they've gone thrift store plus on the smell. I feel. You think so? I feel like they've gotten they've got a little extra something hmm. gross going on there. But it smells thr- like it smells like the church office building. All thrift honest. stores smell bad. It smells <laughs> like the temple. You think? <laughs> <laughs> oh no wonder I feel a holy feeling when I go there. <laughs> no, I th- this whole this whole concept of demons and <sighs> and exorcisms and stuff. I, it's just good lord. Really, a woman in a, a ring in the Philippines. I'm supposed to buy that story. Yeah, he's just making shit up. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, who knows? He may have heard that story. <laughs> he may. But have. who cares? Right. It just doesn't happen. Well, I mean. I, she this is not and here's the thing why is it more likely to be that there's a demon in something from goodwill than something from nordstrom or walmart well, that's a good point but i think it's the the fact that it was pre-owned somebody and else don't know if a satanist yeah donated oh, that's a good point their clothes to that's goodwill good, when they were point. done with them right yeah well you know that's why i make sure that i know like if i'm buying clothes from any any store, I need to know that there. It's a good Christian store because mm-hmm. you know if some evolution believing person runs, you know, is CEO of a store, they could be putting demons into all of their clothes. Or a homosexual. Gross! Don't even don't even say that. That's terrifying. I hate them. These really <laughs> awesome shirts that I just found. <laughs> they were homosexuals. Demons in these shirts! I rebuke you. I will be. <laughs> I will catch the gay demon, <laughs> and then I will like, I'll start liking men. You know what? You were possessed by by a queer demon. That's what happened. Mm, That's why you're gay. Fabulous. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're great. Oh, my God. Oh, believe me. There have been times in my life where I wished. Anyway, um, we we do have some other correspondence. Mm. Um, I want to... I, I, we're we're not going to get to this today. There, we, I think we're going to get to this a little later. But I wanted to shout out to Christine because she uh, she wrote to us and it was very lovely. And she uh, she's a she's now a new donor. Mm, wonderful, thank you, and Christine. That's amazing, yeah. thank you so much. Um, we have Mira who wrote to us. Yeah, she says that she found our podcast a few weeks ago and it's quickly become one of her favorites. Then she's clearly smart. <laughs> 
Um, she says, part of the reason I like it so much is because you guys are f- funny and well-informed, but the other part of it is that I'm fascinated by Mormons and ex-Mormons and Mormonism. And what's not to be fascinated by? Uh, she spends her child. She spent part of her childhood in a, in Oregon, in a town with a fair number of Mormons. Mm. And part of the reason that she's become interested in Mormonism is now is because the whole Mormon community seemed so weird and mysterious to her back then. Hmm. She has a few questions for us. Okay, cool. Let's, let's... Uh, about about Mormonism. We'll see. Okay. We'll see how well we can answer them. Okay. Number one, what do those CTR rings mean? All the Mormon kids I know had one. They they got them when they were baptized or something like that. I know it stands for choose the right, but I don't get that. Choose the right what? <sighs> choose choose make choose. correct decisions. <laughs> make yeah exactly. Choose, choose choose the right path. Right, I think is kind of what they're, it's really it's really just as dumb as you think it is. Yeah, it's just choose. It's meant to be correctly a, a reminder to be good. Right. Every time your mom says, "Remember who you are," when you, <laughs> it's as right. Un, like it's meant incomprehensible. As the the thought are. is, if you're wearing your CTR ring, mm-hmm. you won't masturbate you with that hand, right? Or you'll, you'll masturbate with the you, other hand. You'll go to steal something, and you'll reach out with your hand, <sighs> and you'll go, "Oh crap." That's right. I'm supposed to choose the right, not the wrong. Okay. Whew. Good good job, Ring. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. And yeah. and then you'll be fine. Yeah. And that's kind of it. That's really that's that is how, the extent of it. And you do get it when you're a kid. You get well, your first when you one. are a CTR when you're eight years old in primary. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Remember the names of all the classes? I remember some of them. Sunbeam. That's mm-hmm. that's the earliest one. Sunbeams. These are these are categorized by age, and as you age, you advance through these stars. Groups. Stars, right? Uh, and then CTR, then CTR, CTRA, and CTRB. Yes, that's true. There's A and B. <laughs> that's when you get your ring. And then and then there's like I don't know. There's blazers, ponies, and there's monkeys and stuff. So, there's blazers know. for the boys, right? right? Oh, then it, yeah. And there's splits. M- m- beehives, my mates, beehives. No, those are that's, that's when, older. That's older, yeah. What are the girls? Oh, a hell of a Mary Misses. <laughs> Mary, just, Mary. Yeah, there's something like that. Yeah. Because we called them Mary Moos. <laughs> <laughs> the Maya Maids. No, wait. The Moo Maids is what we called them. Yeah, we, we made cow references to girls. Yeah. That's Cause, nice. Because girls are gross or something. And well, yeah. Until suddenly they're not. And then you're like, ooh, whoa, girls. <laughs> I don't think you had that experience. I did not. Mine was almost the opposite of that. Question number two uh, from Mira. Okay. When I was growing up, the stereotype was that Mormons are rich. Mm. Uh, actually, nobody was really that rich uh, in our area. It was pretty middle to lower class or middle slash lower middle class. But it did seem like there were no Mormons who were all that poor. And if they were, they dressed well, lived in nice houses, and probably were ma- in massive debt. It also seemed like the Mormons were... Overrepresented among uh, the important local businessmen. This is kind of remarkable considering how a lot of Mormon families uh, had three or more kids and the mother stayed at home. Mm -hmm. Is this just a confirmation bias or is this a thing? Hmm. Does the church encourage its members to make money? And if so, is there some doctrinal reason why? 
<laughs> yeah, they yeah. get 10% of it. Yeah. They want their people making money. <laughs> they love when their people make money. Yeah. But there is like a, there, there's like a business thread through Mormonism. There, there is, at least culturally. Mm-hmm. There, there's a strong right. sense of, of... There's no doctrinal thing no. there. But there is certainly no emphasis placed on uh, Jesus' admonition that you give away all of your money to oh. the poor. No, no, no. No. No, no, no. 10% to the church. And that <laughs> will suffice. That will be... Fine. Well, and fast oh, offerings. Plus, oh yeah, ten percent plus. That ten ten percent's meant to be your baseline. Yeah, yeah. There is more. The, the church is, does want more from you. That is the minimum that you are to give to the church, and yeah. then you give more and more and in more in addition to that. Right. Yeah, and so I, it is. I think it's part probably perception. I think also, I kind of have this theory that like, um, you know, alcohol and. Cigarettes are expensive. <laughs> okay. Right. There is that. And so if a whole community is abstaining, mm-hmm. you've got a little extra money in your pocket. But if you have more kids, that's just going to eat up right. anything right there. But here's the other thing. Uh, here's, here's another interesting business thing. All mm-hmm. these young men go away on missions to mm-hmm. foreign countries. Yeah. And suddenly they speak. You know, we've got a lot of bilingual Mormons yeah. out there. Well, and That's you, a leg up. A little bit of a leg you up. You go on the mission and they teach you salesmanship. They teach you oh, that's true. a lot of business skills, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. And a lot of like workplace skills as well. A lot about responsibility. And sure. so, I mean, you come back and you are, you're going to have a leg up on a lot of a lot of your peers who are not who and didn't have that experience. You've been doing boring meetings since yeah. you were a child. And you can sit through any meeting. <laughs> you can just you can survive it all. Yeah. Once you've been a Mormon for that long. Mm-hmm. Three hours of church every and week. It kind of teaches you how to be a company man too. Oh yeah, like, that's a good really point. Really well. Yeah. And Mormons, yes Mormons are like made for middle management. Oh uh, oh. Yeah. The ones that, that like Mitt Romney that actually make it through that are the exception. Yeah, not the rule, but Mormons are are like crafted middle managers. But there's also something in Mormonism where, and it's entrenched in the culture, and it is mildly doctrinally based, which is that it, it, it's that whole idea that God blesses the righteous with mm. with worldly possessions mm-hmm. and wealth and all of that. The idea, and, <laughs> and so they even Mormons who don't have. And she's she's kind of picking up on that. Will present mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of the trappings of wealth, sure. a lot of the attitudes of of maybe the upper middle class. Yeah, even though they don't really have them, absolutely, themselves, or absolutely. are in major debt in order to have some of the trappings. Matter of fact, there and, I know for a fact I know of several instances that I've encountered personally mm-hmm. where there was a Mormon who had who was living out of their means mm-hmm. they, they had a bigger house than they could afford cars that they couldn't afford right and they so they had all these outward trappings of of quite a bit more what money than they had and they were getting food from the bishop every uh, month I bet, yeah the church was was feeding them yeah. essentially every which month. is another thing that the church does is that they take care of their own they do and so you don't see maybe the poverty that the people really are living in because the church is buying all their groceries, paying their mortgage mm-hmm. or their rent. In some or... cases, their cell phone bills. Yeah. I've heard of all. Yeah. Because you. I worked in the cell phone industry. Yeah. And I saw the check. Yeah. The, the, many times that, that check from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was paying somebody's personal cell phone bill. Yeah. I mean, I don't judge. That's that's up to them. But right. it does seem like priorities are being uh are skewed a oh, little yeah. bit yeah <clears throat> anyway uh sh- okay so, uh, next question 
Why don't Mormons swear? And why do they make such a big deal about not swearing? A friend of mine told me when I was very little that I shouldn't say, oh my, because it was short for, oh my God. I'll tell you why they don't swear. Because they got sticks up their asses. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. They do have, like the sticks are so far up their asses that they don't even, they don't even get that like they're being the weirdo. Yeah. They don't get that. Like, well, but whenever they do, they're like, oh, the, the Lord's people are a peculiar people. Yeah. I, I'm, and I think that actually touches on something. I think Mormonism has thrived. I think one of the, one of the uh, tactics, one of the, one of the uh, stratagems that the Mormon church has used and that has, that has worked well for them is being weird. Mm-hmm. When Mormons are weird, they stick together really, mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. And they feel like they're above the rest of the yeah. fray. Oh yeah, they're absolutely. Out, they feel like they're 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 better. Well, because they're told they're better. We don't drink. They're told they're better. All we don't the time. swear. We don't. I, I I was the snottiest little kid that ever existed, toward, you know, yeah, anyone and everyone because I was told from my being a little tiny guy that I was better than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So that's exactly it. So yeah. so I you know it, there's that I. I was I I'm con, I'm debating whether to do that. I pulled up a thing from uh when I first launched thankgodimatheist.com mm-hmm. the blog. Yeah. Uh long before we started doing the podcast. And uh and I, and you know after a few after a few entries I sort of put it out to all of my Facebook friends. I invited mm-hmm. them all to come and take a look at it. I warned that was them. nice of you. I yeah. warned them that it was like, you know, controversial, also but it was so nice of you, but yeah. it was meant to be in good fun yeah. and, and in gender conversation. Like I said, I especially want my believer friends to read this because mm. I want them. I want their voices as part of the conversation. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's nice. Uh, well, it was not taken well. <laughs> oh, I had a few, uh, Mormon friends specifically, who uh, just were just thought I was the most anti-Mormon person in the world, and why would I do that to them? And you know, are you are you really? I had one say, "Are you really looking for an argument and calling it fun and games? Does your anger, hatred, and bitterness go beyond friendship, class, and kindness these days?" <laughs> wow. I'm sorry to find that your logic is based on name calling, sarcasm, swearing, and mockery. Oh, damn. Yeah, I was... Apparent- what, were you, what were your blogs? Apparently, I was a big dick is what... I, yeah. yeah. Did you call this person out by name? No, and- I didn't say anything. I mean, I called out Glenn Beck. What? You know, it was like, it was that sort of thing. And then she, mm. of course, goes into this whole, I know God lives and stuff. But one of her objections was that there was swearing mm. on the blog. Did you really want me to public... Did you really want to publicly tar and feather me for being a practicing Mormon? And see what? if I would comment so that you, you could further mock me. <laughs> Which, wow. Yeah. This well, is, this is, Mormons. That's remarkable. Mormons love being persecuted. <laughs> they love their persecution complex. It is like, that's their bread and butter <gasps> right there. I'll tell you what. Anyway, oh, anyway, but every time you swear around them, they feel that much closer to god because they're clearly better than you are well, but yeah. but they also feel for hurt. a moment they feel a little pulled away from god because they had to actually hear that word and they feel hurt and sad yeah that, that you're not close to god the way yeah. they are 
Anyway. I went to uh, fuck that. Went to a play the other night. Yeah, and uh, you did PTC. Oh, did you see Clyburn Park? Yeah, oh, it was nice. Think? I liked it. Yeah, it was I've good. Heard, I've heard good things yeah. about it, and I think it was a good production of it too. I have mm. to say, I think the a lot a lot about it was very nice. Yeah, I'm going to be complimentary of it, but good. what I will not be complimentary of is the couple, the older, apparently Mormon couple, two rows in front of us who kept looking at each other every time they said fuck or shit or whatever they just be like look <laughs> like this is one of why the joys do we have these season tickets why this is one why? of the joys of doing theater in salt lake city utah <laughs> i'm about to go in i'm 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 in rehearsals i'm in today's the first dress rehearsal for uh t- for is death of now? a salesman really uh, we I didn't realize we, you guys were so far along. We go into performance next week. Wow. Okay. And uh, and one of the big topics of conversation: Death of a Salesman, the greatest American play. I'm I'm just gonna say it. It is. <laughs> I I think I I don't think an argument can be made that it's not top three. Okay. Okay. At least. Okay. Uh, in, to my mind, it's the best American, best written American play okay. ever. Okay. Okay. There's smoking in it. Mm. And here's what here's the thing. No one's going to piss and moan about it. But we had to cut ninety percent of the smoking out of it. The only smoking we left in it was smoking that's specifically referenced and spoken of in the script. Like right. okay. dialogue saying, Hey, let me smoke too. Let's smoke together. You know, that that Right. Right. We are so far away from any audience member that I guarantee you no one will even be able to smell it. Right. It will not get None of the cigarette smoke will get anywhere near the audience. 50 people will start to cough. <laughs> they won't say anything. They'll just start coughing. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You can't smell it. Much less have it affect your respiratory system. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're getting zero parts per million, asshole. Secondhand smoke. They're just is very. It's more dangerous than firsthand smoke. They're letting us know, especially in large open spaces. Right. Exactly. They might have gotten a carbon monoxide molecule. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the, you know it's life in Utah with the Mormons. And she's yeah. got one more question. Oh, really? Okay. One more. It's the uh, email that keeps on giving. It is. Uh, what actually are you supposed to do on family home evening? Oh, be bored to death. <laughs> it's Resent to... your parents. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my two favorite family home evening. Family activities. home evening. Every Monday evening, Mormons are supposed to spend with their family. And that's really as far... It, this isn't a doctrine thing. It's just like a, a what you should do sort of thing. My family, we almost never did it. Almost my, my parents never. Would, they would do it for like two months, and then we'd never do it again for like right, three right. years. And then they, and then and someone then would yell it. at them in in church one Sunday, <laughs> but and then say, we'd do it once. Right, right. And then we wouldn't do it for two years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then maybe the next time we'd do it three times, and then we wouldn't do it for years. Yes, yeah, exactly. So what you're supposed to do is like it's supposed to be just family building time mm-hmm. uh, with. With a a good spiritual component to it, really. yeah, it's that's family bonding time. It could be bowling. Here's it could be the, anything. It could be fun. Here's the deal about porn. the Mormon Church. No, it can't be porn. The Mormon Church eats up all 
your time. There is something going on at the chapel every <laughs> single night of the week. Yeah. Or at least could be. There's a good, strong potential sure, for it, right? Sure, You could be having potluck dinners. Mm. You could be having socials. You can be having... I mean, the youth are down there every, you know, once a week, every every week. Um, so forth and so on. Right. There's tons going on. What they've done is they've 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 blocked blacked out Mondays, mm-hmm. and they've and they've said this is the night that we're not going to do anything, and and, and you so spend it with your you family. spend it with your family because yep. we know we take you, we take you away from your family right. a lot, which they do. And once my dad was bishop, I never saw him again. Right. So anyway, Mira, thank you. I uh, hope that answers some of your questions. Uh, we'll move on quickly to uh, Michael, who left a a, 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 a a note on the blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, uh, gentlemen, I've been meaning to leave you a comment for a long time, but life gets in the way. Obviously that's fine. We, we understand that. Yeah, anyway, yeah. um, uh, I have been to the podcast site on iTunes with the intention of rating you five stars. Unfortunately, I need to have an Apple ID to do this as yeah. much as I love you too. I'm not going to give my credit card info to Apple. Okay. Sure. But he says, anywho, I wanted, uh, to know your opinion on why there are so many fundamental Christians and so much gun violence in the U.S. Hmm. Do you think these things are related? I'm an expatriate living in Europe for 10 years now, and there is no possible way I could move back to the U.S. Keep up the good work. Hmm. Guns and... God. I mean, I mean there's certainly... <laughs> Sorry, there's a truck outside that sounded like it farted. <laughs> it was just bad brakes. Anyway, there's certainly a crossover. Like, if you draw a Venn diagram of, like, gun owners and fundamentalist Christians, I'm pretty sure yeah. that there's a large sure. Like, sure. Sure. Okay. swath where that crosses over. But I don't... I, I think, think there's... I think, it, I think the gun ownership thing is more cultural than it is religious. I think so, too. Yeah. I th- and, so, and so I wouldn't say that they're necessarily related. Yeah. Even though there is a big crossover. And even though a lot of uh, really, really Bible-thumping th- Bible people... A lot of them hoard guns for the, because of their Bible thumping because they think right. that the the end times are coming. And well, yeah, I mean when when well uh, armed. the four horsemen of the apocalypse come through your neighborhood, I just don't think that you think- want to be able to shoot them down. <laughs> shoot, shoot the horsemen, sure. Yeah. I don't think they're thinking it through. No, you're not going to be able to defend yourself in the apocalypse. No. Just let it happen. You're gonna die. You're supposed to. That's the whole point. Half of these people believe in the rapture. I know. They're going to be sucked up anyway. Why are they? You don't need to arm yourself. They're going to carry their guns up to heaven. <laughs> They're marching. It will, it will not be heaven without guns. <laughs> if I can't shoot my gun, it is not heaven. You need a fife and a drum, too, I think. Everybody's marching. There will be militiamen marching around heaven yeah. saying, we're protecting you. And everybody else is like, dude, we said this a million times. There's nothing to protect. Protect. Yeah. We're in heaven. We need to build a wall. You can't steal my heaven, my parts of heaven. All these new illegals, <laughs> all these new arrivals, dang, dang Mexicans getting into heaven. <laughs> God, we need to build a fence. <laughs> At least keep them in their own sight. Yeah, exactly. Mm. All right. Well, thanks, Michael, for for that's awful commenting. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, all right. Does that get us on to? Our uh, our our little our little segment about yeah let's just jump yeah let's jump onto the segment angry Christians yeah angry at atheists yeah by the way if 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 you send us an email and we we don't use it on the air or whatever don't don't we get a lot of 
of yeah, email. And so this is true. we can't use everything, but we also have other things planned for the future. So we might still be using. We it might be holding later. on to yeah. your emails. Hint, 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 people. <laughs> but we still want to hear from you. Yeah. Um. So why don't you go ahead and and launch us on this one? Well, um, I guess this starts with um. Where do we want to start? We, we, should we start with the email? Yes. Okay. So we got this email this last week from uh, Nate. Mm-hmm. And this is his coming out story as coming out atheist. Um, and we, we really, it's, it's a really long email. And thank you, Nate, for, for, for the detail. Yeah, it's really interesting. It, because we, I actually really enjoyed I it. I sat at a coffee shop and read it and kind of mulled it over. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a really enjoyable read it was it which was, i wasn't expecting to be yeah, honest i yeah. saw how long it was and i was like oh boy this one's long but it was actually but really... it was the back and forth between him and his his mm-hmm. parents yeah uh, about him coming out as yeah. atheist he forwarded us the emails um right between his him and his parents it was interesting and it, and it was really interesting but and we we're not going to talk about coming out no for this because we we know we've talked a lot about coming out. And we will talk more about it, actually. We find other... There are other things to talk about. As a matter of fact, there are plans in the works, which is why we're not talking about the coming out right. part now. And, but mainly, what really struck me about... In, in the back and forth between him and, and his mom, in particular, is how quickly she went to um, assuming that he had no moral compass. Mm. And that he... And she points out... People who, from her perspective or her understanding, were are like the bad atheists, right? <laughs> and they're the only atheists that probably even came to mind, to right. be honest. Right. And a couple when you things. think of atheists, I think we all think of the same people. Right. You think of Hitler. You think of <laughs> Stalin. Stalin. Mao. German Mao. Right. I mean, of course. Right. That's, that's who are the atheists. And, of course, you know, and Nate does a good job of pointing out that Hitler... Promoted Christianity in in Nazi Germany um, and actually spoke against atheism and and that it was sort of a social, um, that it was not good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, But nonetheless, um, I I thought that that was a really interesting response. And I I, I thought that that could really be the... the... Clearly, and it's her first response. Her first response isn't, you know, about... She she doesn't go to what this means between us, right? You know what this means for me, what this means for you. It, she goes straight to Hitler. Well, she's alarmed in her understanding. Her son is now as bad as Hitler. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so she's she feels like she needs to address it, <laughs> um, and and make sure that she knows, or I'm sorry, that 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 he knows that that that, that she she knows what this is really all about. Right. You're Hitler. You're Hitler. <laughs> this is, I know we're pr- we're putting some words into her mouth, but nonetheless, yeah, but she does jump directly from like, yeah, I I'm sad that you're that you're no longer believing in God, and by the way, you know who else didn't believe in God? Hitler. <laughs> Karl Marx. <laughs> so, but here's where I want to take this. I want to take this to. Um, the place of of kind of asking about n- n- believers' responses to atheists. Indeed, that's right? w- that's where when we're they going find there. out when somebody finds out that you're atheist, like 
And it doesn't how, have to be your mom responding. It obviously, to, obviously, no. that's that's a pretty visceral right. thing right there. But but like you know, people that you meet on the street. You and I were talking about this, Frank, and we were yeah. talking about how you know both of us, neither of us has any compunction about just spouting that we're an atheist to Never anybody. We meet. It took me a long time, and you said that you had similar experience yeah. of to even realize. That it was causing some discomfort in the people around us, right? Yeah, that, and just we we were so just cavalier, right, about our our atheism, just oh, yeah, stupidly, stupidly. We thought that we could be just as free about our belief systems as the others were being about theirs, right? Exactly, and and um, How yeah, naive. I've never, I've, I never from the moment that I was atheist and and had 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 sort of. You know, told my parents that I was atheist and my my close friends. After that moment, that first initial coming out, I never even thought twice about it. Right. Like, it was just that. That's just how once, that was my the, reality. Once the cat was out of the bag, you let it run. And that that's just how it was. Yep. And and it's strange. It's funny. My, my you know, being gay didn't really work that same way. Right. Right. Like, it was a very different process, <laughs> yeah. actually. Um, I came out as atheist and was just like, hello, everyone. <laughs> Um and uh, I mean, and never like, felt the need to really explain it. It's or not anything. like either of us were handing out cards yeah. with and the so, word atheist on them or anything, right? But I will say that you know, coworkers and <clears throat> uh, and and most recently, you know, my my um, job that I quit not too long ago, mm. that place was. I mean, there wasn't any question. There was no, there was uh, absolutely no problem with it at all. In fact, my boss told me that I was to be open with my students. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he wanted it to be very clear that I was both gay and atheist. Right. Um, so that they knew who they were dealing with. Um, and, uh, but I mean, my current job, I'm always just like, <laughs> but it's surprising. I run into coworkers now who are, Oh, really? You know, and then they feel the need to tell me what they believe. And it's uh-huh. like, oh, okay, well, great. Thank you. I don't. Yeah. That's thanks, bye. That, That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, I guess I'll see you later. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. I, uh, we're, we're, where did we want to take this, Dan? Well, we were also, we, we, we got a message on Facebook from, mm. one, of our, from one, of, one of you lovely folks out there. Uh, it was from, wait a minute, I'll find it. Oh, I have it up. Oh, Chet. Was it? Chet really? sent the link. Okay. To Ray Comfort's yeah. um, uh, post yeah. on Facebook. Um, but before, I mean, okay, yeah. That's I guess right. I could read this. I, I don't feel like we've really discussed anything yet. No, oh. we're, 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 we're still Are we still setting up? Okay. We're setting up. All right. Um, all right. So this is, I'm going to read the whole thing. Because the, the, uh, the, that Ray, was posted. Ray Comfort's thing. Ray Comfort, who is a um, a writer of anti-atheist books. Right. The, the books targeted to Christians about how to talk to atheists, how to mm. how to convince atheists that they're wrong. Yeah, right? and anti-atheist is really. I mean, you you almost can't even call him a Christian apologist because he's no because he he's so he's so focused on us. Yeah, he just attacks, 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 and he thinks he has like these really well reasoned and indisputable <laughs> arguments that when he <laughs> presents them to atheists and they're dumbfounded. 
they're not dumbfounded because they've been presented with a good argument. They're dumbfounded because they don't even know what to say back. Right. Because but, the guy but he is assumes, so he assumes nuts. he has just tr- called them into a logical conundrum right. that they can't right. man navigate. Right. So this is some writing from him. Um, atheists think Christians are weak because they have faith. So this should please them. Never have faith in an atheist. Don't trust them for a second. This is because they are not worthy of your trust. Let me give you an example of how much integrity atheists have. I once wrote a book called You Can Lead an Atheist to Evidence, But You Can't Make Him Think. When I was first published, uh, or when it was first published, it was so popular, it knocked Richard Dawkins' book off the number one spot on Amazon.com. Atheists panicked and immediately conspired to pull down the book's ratings. And they certainly did. Over 200 of them rushed in and gave it a one or two star rating, making out that they had read the book and saying that it was far worse than a f- than finding a six inch six inch horsehair in your peanut butter sandwich. Ew! Disgusting thought. <laughs> Which he wrote. I I want to make it clear to our listeners that he put in parentheses the the phrase "disgusting thought" yeah. to make it clear that he was using an analogy. Right. Thanks, Ray. They were told not to make this con- the conspiracy obvious, but they were about as subtle as an elephant standing on a ballerina's foot. <laughs> Again, really, really yeah. nice analogy work. Um, always keep in mind that an atheist worldview allows them to lie through their atheist teeth. This is because they are desperately fearful of Christianity. The issue here isn't evolution or the existence of God. It's about the pleasure of free... Of guilt-free sexual sin. Why, why did I go that direction with a little accent? Um, I was, anyways, Christianity threatens that freedom by saying that fornication and lust are morally wrong and that God will hold them accountable. So they fight the light with all their might and will hold back at nothing in their attempts to extinguish it. We will give, uh, and then he offers, we will give free Five free signed copies of You Can Lead an Atheist to Evidence, But You Can't Make Him Think to Atheists Who Email. Free gift at livingwaters.com. Atheists only. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's, he's just a peach, yeah. this guy. Uh, and and I, I, went, I read some of the, the comments. On, 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 on Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, I read, I read a couple myself. What, what, what did you what did you find oh i don't know that i want to go to the comments yeah but they, here's but, the thing but they were either like these glowing reviews five stars <laughs> or the right. absolute ripping aparts yeah it's got it's it, one it, star it's got 126 five star ratings nine four stars six three star two uh four two star ratings and then 144 one star ratings yeah it's it's that just speaks a volumes. Actually. It's just a partisan book. Oh yeah, you're absolutely. either on one side or the other. I I did like that one. At least one of the five star ratings was from somebody who didn't wasn't at all convinced by his arguments, but thought it was a really funny funny book. <laughs> <laughs> it was just yeah, it was that was pretty funny. Uh, I, I'm giving good. this book five stars. Not for the no, not for the content, accuracy, or persuasive value, but for the pure comedy therein. I genuinely, I genuinely think people should read this book, if only to realize what an outright moron this guy is. Anyway, the comfort is 
a delight. Yeah. But he's the banana guy. He's the banana guy. He's the guy that you'll see in the video sitting next to Kirk Cameron proving that God is real Mm -hmm. because a banana was made for the human hand. Oh, yeah. No, clearly. Obviously. Clearly. It even points at your mouth. Yeah. It points at your mouth. Look, um, look at how it nice has a, it has a like like uh has a a, a, a tab a at the top tab, a pull sure. tab like 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 a like a soda can yes but this one doesn't squirt at you but that's so nice yeah that's because so nice that's god's design right and look at that's how perfect. nice he actually says look at how nicely the peel lays over the hand yeah. as you eat it well and it has like this color coding right that right it's green when it's not ready yellow when it is and brown when it's gone too far <laughs> right and so you know God has designed into it this system. I think, honestly, shouldn't he be required only to eat bananas? Because you can't make the same argument for anything else. anything else. So really, he should only be eating bananas. He's a bananatarian. (laughs) He should be. Yeah. If that's his best argument. Yeah. That and the oxygen argument. I think well, are his yes. big arguments. And this is, this is, this one is awesome. And this is actually in his book. Um... Well, okay. Um, he says, let's be a fly on the wall as man <laughs> evolves to an unplanned, as an unplanned being. We will give him a generic name just to make it easier for us to refer to him. Let's call him Adam. As a fly on the wall, we are there when Adam takes his first breath. It is fortunate that when his lungs drew out the air that surrounded him, the air was there. If there had been no air, he wouldn't have been able to breathe. And he would have instantly died. But for some reason, it was there. Presumably at 14.7 pounds per square inch. <laughs> but it's more miraculous that the air... But what's, But it's more miraculous than the air just being there. It was fortunate that the air was made up of 78.09% nitrogen and 20.95% oxygen. The exact mixture that his lungs and blood needed to survive. Without that oxygen, Adam would have gasped, and his first breath would have been lost. It would have been his last. What a miracle of chance that oxygen existed in just the right percentage to maintain Adam's life and the life of his wife, whom we will give the generic name Eve. She needed to be around to procreate the, Ad- the Adamic race. It's another amazing miracle that she evolved with lungs by chance over millions of years to maturity at the same time as Adam. <laughs> I just, it's, what, okay, here's the thing about him. It's, the, the counter arguments are so blatantly, glaringly obvious. Right. If you've done any even cursory study of what evolution is all about. Right. That it's clear he's not even making an argument. No. He's making an argument that, like, the, the, it, I, I mean, honestly, when, I don't know. Does he, <clears throat> here's the thing. I don't even know what it, to say about if it. He, it's so obvious. If he doesn't believe it, right? Like, if he's just, like, trying to provide a clever argument to Christian housewives or whatever. Right, right. His, it, it, his estimation of their intelligence is so low and so yeah. insulting. Well, what, but what the he's fact doing, of the matter is, is that people buy this shit. What he's doing is he's writing for an audience that refuses to look at evolution. Yeah. So they don't know what so the they want. They want is. any kind of argument. Yeah, that's a good point. They don't. They don't understand that there is a counter, a, a, an obvious and easy counter argument to this. Yeah. You know the the fact that 
oh, no, the air wasn't put there for Adam, but rather human beings evolved to breathe the air that was already in the mm. Earth's atmosphere. Like, the, this doesn't occur to them. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, I, one, but, of the, one of the uh, five-star ratings, the first five-star rating for his book that came up, uh, is actually from a guy from Tremont in Utah. And it says, Dr. Comfort's book is amazing. It may be the best primer for, for defeating an atheist I've ever read. I'm particularly fond of how he proves the existence of God by pointing out the perfection of the banana and the fact that atmosphere is 78.09% nitrogen and 29 blah, 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 oxygen. The exact mixture. And he talks about that. Take that, atheists, he says. <laughs> He's, then he says, it, this is what's great, is that these people are clearly culturally raised to use this kind of these kinds of proofs, uh -huh. the kinds of proofs that don't make any sense. Right, right. So he says, my only disappointment with the proofs provided in this book is that my favorite, Eve, isn't listed among them. Evolution could have made her look like anything at all, like Rush Limbaugh, a big hairy Wookiee, or a naked mole rat, for example. There's no way Adam would have tapped that. Instead... <laughs> God chose to fashion one of Adam's ribs into something soft, curvy, and beautiful, and desirable. And then, <laughs> yeah. I debated even reading this part. In parentheses, he writes, Yes, he did make that little sailor in the boat impossible to find, but that's only because you're not supposed to touch it. He's referring to the clitoris. Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to touch it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, you're not. I've heard that bad no, things happen when you do. No, you very much are supposed to touch <laughs> I can attest to the fact that that is very much what you are supposed to touch. Fine, Dan. You know, anyway, what we were trying to get at with all of this, and I think mm, we... I still have more. Oh, you have more? I have more. Okay. I've got stuff to read. Okay, read some more. Yeah, okay. So he goes on. He says, it's not easy to be an atheist. He has to deny both common reason and logic, but it seems worth it to some because they think that then you can become a moral free agent. However, you can look at the miracle of creation and deny the genius of the creator, but he still exists. You can call him an imaginary friend, but he still exists and sees everything you do and even what you think. You can call any reference to the Bible circular reasoning, reasoning but that word will judge you on judgment day whether you believe it or not um and so he says imagine i offered you a choice of four gifts mm. the original mona lisa the keys to a brand new lamborghini 10 million dollars in cash a parachute you can pick only one but which would you choose before you decide here's some information that will help you make the wisest choice you have to jump 10,000 feet out of an airplane does that help you connect the dots? It should, because you will need the parachute. No, okay. I'm, I'm still taking the money. And so he goes on, and he's like, you know, um, and so he has this whole crazy line of reasoning. And then he goes, now think of the four major religions, Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, Christianity. Which one should you choose? Those are the, uh, those are the four religions? The, the, those are the four major religions. Oh, okay. Right? And so he's like... It, I don't. I, I, I can't even like fathom the points that he. I mean, I get the point that he's trying to make, but no, I don't really even get the point that he's trying to make because, like, 
what about this whole thing of faith? I mean, is it, is this, <laughs> I don't even understand. Like, he's trying to prove, 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 prove. And in his mind, he thinks he is. Yeah. Yeah, he thinks but, he is. But I thought the whole point was that you were just supposed to do it on faith. Well, yeah. And in the end, every one of his arguments gets around to that. And he says it himself. He says, you know, you can call it circular reasoning if you want, but then you'll go to hell. Right. Like, yeah. you can insert logic into this argument if you want to, but God will judge you for it. Right. So, I don't know. So, you know, it's I just... get, here's the thing. Here's what we need to get to. Is how, as an atheist, what do you do when you come, when you're confronted with an argument that is so completely just outside of, like, the the reality of of of, of who you are, mm. right? Yeah. Like like to immediately be compared to one of the famous bad atheists, <laughs> right? Or to have somebody try to quote unquote reason with you, right? What do you what what do you do? Like, is there any way that you can possibly get through this moment <laughs> unscathed? Yeah, or and, and I mean, especially if the person is important to you. Right. Like if it's just a guy on the street that you don't know. Yeah, if it's a guy on cares? the street that you don't know, have fun with it. Do whatever's fun for you. If walking away is what is what's best for you, great. If standing there and laughing at them is what's great for you, fine. Right. But it's a different story when this is somebody that you love. Right. And I got to say, a lot of us atheists do it do a bad job here. Yeah. When this comes up. Yeah. Because the last thing because we I got to say, most a lot of atheists are people for whom logic, reason, a good, a good discussion, these are all important things to us, to a yeah. lot of us. Not yeah. all of us, yeah, but sure. I certainly love it. Yeah. So for years, I made the mistake of thinking, you know what? Let's just engage on this. Let's have a good discussion on this. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work. <laughs> Almost. I mean, you can get to that point. Yeah. But that's not what you want to do first off. Because these people, I don't even know if it's worth talking about. To be honest, here's the thing: people's religion. That's not that's not their that's not a philosophy for them. Right. That's inherent to their self, their sense of self, their identity is wrapped up in this. Well, their their whole understanding of the entire world, right? Of their ex- existence itself. But you know what? You take me, or you you know, you take a lot you take a lot of atheists, not all atheists, but you take a lot of atheists and you say, Hey, I've got I've got something that may, you know, an idea that may rock your sense of your worldview. Mm-hmm. And we can still be somewhat open to that. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't have any like eternity isn't riding on it for us. Right. But if you say anything to to a believer, you're not attacking an idea. Yeah. You're attacking their own sense of self. You're you really genuinely in their mind are attacking them. Yeah. So you got to be careful with that stuff. You got to be careful. You, don't engaging in a debate is going to be is going to put a huge wedge between you and the people around you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's just going to happen. If you're okay with that wedge being there, dive in. Yeah. I'll tell you what I've been doing lately yeah. is um at work there's been uh, uh, a lot of tale, tales lately of a ghost in the basement. Oh. And whenever anybody needs to go down to the basement to grab whatever, you know, um, there have been, you know, 
stories and, and whatnot. Of, of, and one, one, st- one of the stories actually comes from somebody, really surprising person who we both know, oh? who was telling me about his experience <laughs> and how there was like this dark shadow behind him mm. and, uh, and, and he could feel the presence. And then when he turned around, it was gone. And he's kind of a bullshitter, so I don't know if he's like totally one hundred percent. But but he's also not a bullshitter on certain things, and you can kind of mm-hmm. tell sure. when he's when he's like re- like if he keeps going, he's not <laughs> bullshitting you. But at first, I was just like, "Shut up, <laughs> shut up, quit telling me the story." Um, but then there's other stories like they have on security footage one of the night cleaners in the midst of freakout. And what he described was very similar to this to what this other person described. Huh. And so, like, it's been like like corroborating itself and mm, all this. Sure. So, what my new strategy is because I don't right I don't believe in ghosts um, is uh, is just to play along and just to <laughs> stir the pot, <laughs> you little shit, <laughs> and just like have fun. Get everybody to tell their stories. Get everybody kind of freaking out. Mm-hmm. Get everybody's like all spooked. Sure. And then and then just be like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what would you guys do? Oh my god! <laughs> and just like totally just, it's the only way I can cope with it because you, what am I gonna do? Yeah. I'm gonna be like because the first 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 moment I was like, I, I don't believe in ghosts, and people were like, well, how do you? How, oh yeah, you don't believe in ghosts. Well, that's good because like they're there. Yeah. And yeah. so what? Okay, like how are you? How are you? You can disprove that there's a ghost. And I'm like, no, nope. I cannot. Nope, I, I cannot can. disprove that there are ghosts in this building. I cannot disprove you that. You can't fact. prove a negative. It's, right. That's a logical impossibility. And, but the fact of the matter is, I've never had any experience in my life that would lead me to believe in a ghost. That there are ghosts. Right. And there are plenty of reasons why people might think that there was a ghost, but there yeah. isn't. Yeah. Th- that whole agency detection thing. Exactly. And I tried to talk about that. And then finally, no, when no, I realized bother. that mm, it was falling on deaf ears, just have fun with I it. I was just like, okay, well, <laughs> guess what I saw? <laughs> You know what you need to get what? a little ro- remote control car, yeah, and then hide it somewhere in the in down down there, and then when someone goes down, just have it make noise. <laughs> See if you can get it to knock something down. Well, the wiring in the building is so screwy that it, the lights flicker. Of course, people. They do. Yeah. So if a light flickers behind you, it's not a ghost. It, well, it might be. It's not a ghost. It could be. It's not. Somebody could have walked in front of the light. Maybe it didn't yeah. flicker. Maybe somebody walked in front of it. Yeah, I know. But that's just the ghosts affecting the bad wiring. <laughs> or the very good wiring. Right, yeah, yeah. You know. Perfect wiring. Yeah. The ghosts are just fucking with you. Yeah. Yeah. The dimmer switches are all I think I think I think uh, the other response to ghosts is just volunteer to go downstairs. If anybody's scared, well, I'll just go do it. Yeah. Ghosts don't seem to bother people who don't believe in them. Yeah, I know. They seem to stay away. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Odd you that. think they'd want to in some like what do they care? Yeah, exactly. Prove your existence. Yeah, come on out. No? Why? What's this rule? What's this metaphysical rule in your universe that you're not allowed to prove your existence? <laughs> right. Because I get the whole... You can tell me all sorts of stuff about God and why he won't prove his existence. Right. But what about ghosts? Yeah. If you believe in ghosts, why are they not allowed to prove their existence? Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. Let's, no, I'm let's, serious. Let's do a ghost hunter show, you and me. That'd be boring. We're just like, well, we're here. We're in the dark. There, we're 35 a... people were massacred. 
It's a cemetery. Yeah, exactly. It's mm, interesting. It's kind of creepy because it's dark. Right. We challenge you ghosts to come out. <laughs> no? Oh, damn it. All right, okay. fine. That sucks. Hey, my camera caught a picture of a little glimmer off in the corner. Oh, I wonder what light caught the lens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> could have been. It could have been a piece of dust. Yeah. But it could have been a ghost. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know that we accomplished anything with this discussion. I don't think we did either. But we had fun with it. I don't know. We're just we're just spitballing here, people. Yeah. You guys brought stuff up and we just ran with it. Yeah. That's how we do. Anyway, if you want to bring other things up for us, <laughs> you can totally do that. Oh, so not our best friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We were having fun. It's cool. Yeah. I think, right. I think everyone enjoyed it. I hope so. Uh, you can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. And you can... Uh, like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. That's the third one that we do. Also, uh, if, if you really enjoyed what you heard today, mm-hmm. you, despite Frank's uh, denouncement of, our, of this episode... You can you can donate to us. Yeah, that's go true. to thankgodimatheist.com and we'll sure appreciate it. Yep. And we'd also like to thank the Red Hot or the Red Rock Hot Club. <laughs> or the Red Hot Hot Rock Club. Rock Club. <laughs> the Red Rock Hot Club. For uh for providing the music. The music. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for listening, guys. Talk to you later. Bye bye.